0: Follow Ed Milet on Twitter, YouTube, and at edmilet.com. Welcome back to Max Out. I'm Ed Milet. This gentleman to my right needs no introduction. 39 and 0, 30 KOs. Never even had a close fight. We're just talking about <laughs> off camera, right? Champion in four different weight classes. And that's not even my favorite part about his story. We're going to talk about family. We're going to talk about what an immigrant family looks like tonight. We're going to talk about winning a champion's mindset. And there's really no better dude on the planet to do that with than Mikey Garcia. So, Mikey, thanks for being here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the invitation. I'm happy to be here. Pleasure to meet you. And I'm looking forward to, you know, having this relation going on. Me too. And just, I'm very happy.
0: Me too, man. It's been a good connection so far yeah, already. You. So, there's a lot to cover here today, you guys. This is what you're looking at to my right is the face of a great american success story mexican-american success story and i try to always bring people on the program that can give you different viewpoints of winning of maxing out and you bring one that i'm really passionate about because it involves even my own family as you know my wife is also partially latina and so i wanted to put a face on success i wanted to put a face on what an immigrant family looks like today, too. And so this is a boxer, but this is a successful man. So we're going to talk about that first. But I want to go back to when you were a kid a little bit. Sure. So I think it's interesting. I was reading, you just have to put this in context, guys 39 and 0, this is undefeated. And really, no fight's been very close, right? <laughs> it's not even been close. But you didn't really, like, love boxing when you were a kid. Like, I'm reading you what know, your brother yeah. says. You would cry when you would get to the gym. Is that really true? It's, it's
1: true. Look, I, um, I grew up in a <laughs> boxing family. Yep. Both my older brothers boxed. My oldest brother, Danny, he was a professional fighter. My brother, Robert, was still in the amateurs, about to transition to a professional. I was about five years old, six years old. Yeah. I'd go to the gym with them, but I didn't. I didn't like it. I never wanted to be at the gym. It was boring for me. Mm. I just wanted to be home and play video games, play Super Nintendo, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I didn't really like it. I never saw myself as a boxer. I never saw myself training. I never pictured myself doing any of that. That was something that my older brothers were doing, and that's their Mm. life, not me. Are you the baby? I'm the youngest in the family. We're seven total. Family seven. Okay. Uh, Four women, three men. Okay. Um, But again, I never saw myself as a boxer. Why? Like, did you not like the violence part of it, or did you... I, I didn't like... Anything of it? Honestly. Even your face, you could see. Like did. I, I didn't care for it. I didn't yeah. like it. Mm. Um, I hated going to the gym. Wow. It was boring. Mm. I just I don't like the the what I seen with Robert and my brother Danny. You know, yeah. I, I saw them at the gym every day. Yeah, sweating, hitting the bag, working hard. Yeah. I thought that was just too much work. <laughs> I don't care for <laughs> that's,
0: that. That's,
1: I think it's kind of a
0: good lesson for everybody, though, brother. Like, I think the first pass you make at your business or something you can be successful at, just because you don't love it initially doesn't mean it's not part of your destiny. doesn't mean you can't be, obviously... You, you're successful because you've worked your ass off, but also yes. there's some natural giftedness there too, yes, right? there is. There it's, has to be. There has to be. And so, you know, sometimes the things you, you see first, you may not love them right away, but it may be where your gift is. It may end up being where your passion is down the road. So w- did it change at some point? When did it click where you're like, okay, I think I, I, I want to box. So
1: we are, I'm 13 years old. Okay. And I go to Reseda to visit a nephew. He was a couple years younger than me, about two years younger than me. He had an amateur contest that, that day, that evening. He actually started to go to the gym and train out there in Reseda. So we go to support him. One of the kids from the opposite gym didn't have an opponent. And my brother, Robert, just signed me up, says, here, you're getting in the ring today. Oh my gosh. And I, again, I was not training. I had never been in the gym to train, but we knew enough just to get by. We fool around at the house with boxing gloves. My nephews, my friends, or whatever, you know, we borrowed my brother's gloves before that. So we knew boxing, but yeah. I was never training to compete. That day, my brother just signed me up, says, Here, you're getting in the ring. Oh my God. Now, I didn't have a license. I had never registered as an amateur fighter. So the commission wouldn't allow me to fight. So they made it an exhibition. Okay. They made it like a sparring session. Okay. So I borrowed shoes, gloves, wow. hair gear, the whole thing. Huh. And we get in the ring. And again, I was 13 years old. I get in the ring and we do a three-round exhibition match. That's what 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 started for me. I loved I fell in love with the competition. There you go. I fell in love with, with winning, with trying to win, with showing that one person in front of me that I'm a better fighter, mm-hmm. that I'm better than he is that's what I really, really kind of you know got hooked on.
0: I was telling you off camera too, I find that often, that like even I interviewed Zach Johnson, he was telling me that he didn't love golf, he loves winning, he yeah. loves competing, yeah. and that's something he's good at. So it literally, just picture this you guys, sitting to my right is one of the greatest fighters in the world right now, probably is gonna end up being, I think you're gonna pass Floyd, you're gonna go past <laughs> 50 and 0, right? And you're talking about one of the greatest fighters in the world and he does not even love the sport when he starts but some but it's what happens in our life like a random event happens and yeah. you you like take advantage of it. So your family's interesting to me because you you've referenced your brother already sure. and your dad, your dad's got a great name Eduardo, which is obviously <laughs> my name. So so but I want I want to keep boxing in there but I also we're going to get to all this domination sure. here in a minute. I think it's fascinating that a guy that doesn't love the sport in the beginning some random event ends up you know, becoming 39-0 and yeah, at this yeah. time and in it's prime, but your family to me is what America's all about and, and needs to be more about and this version of an immigrant family needs to be featured more often. And so when we talk about this part, I don't care what side of this debate you're on or any of that other stuff, I just want you to hear this story because I think it will inspire you. Your mom and dad are like the real heroes of your family yeah. and I respect you a whole bunch, but the more I read about your father, and your mom i actually even get emotional about the sacrifices i think just reading about them yes. that they made for you so tell me a little bit about your dad first eduardo and tell everybody about what he did to come to this country the work he put in the backbreaking work he did even to give an opportunity well, for someone like you to be a champion i,
1: I enjoy and i love sharing my father's story mm-hmm. my, my mom's story because just like you mentioned i think it can inspire mm-hmm. anybody who who listens to it who hears it it might motivate some mm. someone to, you know, do better and do great in life. Yeah. Um, I consider my mom, my dad, you know, the American dream, mm. you know, in, in reality and in life. You know, yeah. my father had a third grade education in Mexico. Mm. My mom had a sixth grade education in Mexico. Married very young, started having a family in Mexico. Uh, we're from the state of Michoacan. Mm-hmm. They moved around different towns, trying to make a living. Mm-hmm. My dad would make the trips out here to the states illegally at first. Mm-hmm. Had different different lines of, of work. Mm-hmm. Uh, he worked close by out here in San Pedro at a fish cannery, uh, mm-hmm. marketplace. He worked uh, f- the fields also. Mm-hmm. All of North California, mm-hmm. South California. He had different 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 types of work, but. He always had a, a, a dream and aspired to do something more than just that. Mm-hmm. He had a family to, to raise. He wanted a better life for the, for the family than what Mexico could offer. Mm-hmm. He came out here legally now mm-hmm. when the Bracero program, the yeah. last year of the Bracero program was, yeah. was, was available. He made the, the trip out here. He turned 18 here in Rancho at, Right as he was working. He was working tomato fields. Mm-hmm. He was working uh, just different, different you know mm-hmm. type of work, and that was when the I think it was uh, Reagan who had the yes, it the was amnesty, and, yep. and because he was here, and he was able to get my 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 yes. rest of my older brothers and sisters, you know their their papers to to come to the states legally. Yep. So he landed here, and they're living in Long Beach, Wilmington. Mm-hmm. Like I said, he was working the the fish cannery yeah. business there, and he always loved boxing. Mm-hmm. He had always loved boxing. He never had the opportunity to box himself because he was married young, had to raise a mm-hmm. family. the The support wasn't there financially; mm-hmm. they couldn't afford it. But once he was here, he would go go to the boxing gyms and take my older brother Danny with him, mm-hmm. and you know just watch the gym, watch the fighters. Started training my brother and mm-hmm. just get him in the sport, just to do something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But It was still, you know, they're very poor still. They're barely making, you know, you know, making by living in one bedroom apartments, that kind of stuff. Mm. Um, Fish cannery, business goes out of business, Mm. shuts down. They relocate to Oxnard. My older brothers are boxing a little bit. He goes and starts working strawberry fields. You know, they're out in the the day in the sun from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Twelve-hour day, It's
0: backbreaking work.
1: Backbreaking work. Yep. My brother Robert started fighting, and my dad would take him early in the mornings to run at the beach or at the mountains, mm. before having to head out to work. Mm. Then after work, he would send my mom home, mm. so she could go and, and be, you know, at home with the family and the kids, while he went to open up the gym. He'd have to open up the boxing gym. He had that dream. He wanted, wow. you know, boxing. So he opened the gym, started uh, working. It was a city run gym. He had a few fighters, started running the amateur program. My brother was there. Kid comes by, name of Fernando Vargas. Yeah. First day at the gym, gets in the ring, doesn't know anything. Mm. My brother, my dad, they start training, start working. You know, he just wanted boxing. He loved boxing so much. Wow. And he did this for nearly 20 years Unbelievable. of doing the, the, the field work, straw, picking strawberries. My mom was picking strawberries along with my dad.
0: Are you guys hearing this? Just to say, just so because are you hearing this? So this man comes here, yeah. has all these different setbacks. If you've ever driven by a strawberry field, yeah. it is back-breaking work. I remember as a kid, I don't know why this makes me so emotional. I remember driving with my dad to a baseball tournament and I was telling my dad how hard he worked, yeah. and I wanted to work like him someday, no joke. We drive right by the strawberry fields, and my dad pointed out there, and he goes, that's hard, work. that's hard work, that's hard work, 100 degrees in the summertime, and his mother's out there with his yeah. father doing this. Listen to this. Okay.
1: My mom was pregnant of me, still working in the strawberry fields, until she was six months pregnant. Oh my gosh, man, this is it's unreal. She was six months pregnant yeah. of me while she was still working. Oh my God.
0: Do you, you know, how bad do you want your dream to happen? His dad would do this all day, his mother yeah. would do this all day, then he'd go open the gym, and what your dad did that happens in all businesses, then the one dude walks in and it's Vargas. Yeah, Vargas. Someone walks in that's special, right? You don't know it at the time, didn't know it. but they're special and that's when things click. It's, like when, it's almost like when this preparation meets this moment, right, yeah, like oh yeah. my gosh, something's gonna happen now, and then this starts to leave, so continue. It's, it's,
1: it's a crazy story, Vargas walks in there in the gym, two other kids walk in the gym or, or around the same week. Mm. My dad was there with two other coaches and my dad would kind of try to work with the other coaches, but there was always like that competition, who's a better yeah. trainer, who who does yeah. better. So my dad brought up a challenge to the other coaches and asked them, look, these three kids just walked in recently. You know, you guys all seen them in the ring. Neither of them shows anything, you know, experienced yet. So mm. why don't you guys pick a fighter We'll train that kid for one month, mm. and at the end of the month, we'll put them to spar and see who's progressing more. So knowing, seeing them had already spar, everybody picked the other two and left my dad with Vargas. For Fernando. For no. Fernando. <laughs> they 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 didn't pick Fernando. He wasn't the guy you'd pick. They didn't That's pick nice, him. So my dad says, "Okay, I'll take whoever you guys leave with me. me." Wow. So they left Fernando. My dad trained him. Sure enough, within a month, Fernando's starting to mm. you know. That's move crazy.
0: What. Because I've made a little bit in my own life like you have, I get emotional about because I picture your dad, I know what it's like to get up in the morning and how sore his body must have just been. Just physically sore. And then to get up and your mother six months pregnant with you, right? They go, and he's in there, I could just picture this man just for his family just doing the work he needs to do to feed them. And he's got this dream in the back of his mind. There's no one giving your dad motivational pep no, talks. No, 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 no. There's no Instagram. Nope. There's no fake and grow rich. None. There's just a dude with a fucking dream that he None. wants to make something happen. And he just worked, just right? Work. He just, just work. worked. And then to think he leaves there, send your mom home. And I can just picture him with the keys open the door. It's yep. quiet in there. There's no one there. There's no reason to think any of this is going to work. No, no. And then, so Vargas ends up, I guess, beating these other two he kids starts, and becomes
1: to you know, progress and starts winning fights and tournaments and mm. along with my brother, and, and the gym started to really grow, and Fernando ended up you know, making the Olympic team, yeah. representing the US in 96. Mm. My dad also had another fighter, Carlos Martinez, representing Mexico, mm. same year. You know, it started to really show mm. you know, potential, started to show signs that there, there's something here, we could do something. But prior to that, nothing. it was nothing. I mean, we grew up, I, I I, was born in still in the one bedroom trailer, mm. a mobile park mm. trailer with all my brothers and sisters in a one bedroom trailer. Mm. Um, is that right? No one else there, like you said, to tell my dad yeah. something is going to come by or it's mm. going to go well for you. This is going to work or you need this. Mm. Nothing. It was just his, his dedication, his, you know, his his. Just strive, you know, his hunger, That that's what got him.
0: I'll probably never, after that story, honestly, I'll probably never picture, I'll be at the next fight, but I don't think I'll ever picture you walking into a full arena the same way. I'll be thinking about your dad. You know what I mean? Like, just the to think that this yeah. man, you're born into a one-bedroom trailer with yeah. seven kids yep. there, and they're they're just, you just drive by the freeway, and they're just one of these people that are here working yeah. that you don't know. They're kind of... And that that turns into this son who fills up arenas. And by the way, when you hear these stories, too, it's like whatever your view is on immigration, do you understand like just like just Mike alone, the the difference he makes in just the like the economy, just alone, like the ripple effects of what your dad did with the going to that gym and having the vision to start it. And like, dude, like he he fills up arenas. There's the HBO pay-per-views that have happened. There's the not anymore, but there's Showtime. Showtime, right? There's Showtime. There's. There's the concession people, there's the stands, there's the ticket sales, there's all the memories. There's like all these people who have profited and benefited because your dad made his dream happen. You can't even picture the ripple when your dream happens. And mo-
1: most people don't don't ever think about that kind of stuff, just mm. like you mentioned. Mm. Uh, most people don't hear or don't see it. Mm. Um, we, like I said, I, in my family, I see that. Yeah. And that's why we appreciate my dad. And people that know my dad appreciate him and can really you know, see how great of a man he is, yes. for what he did, for what he's done. My brother right now with his gym, his fighters, you know, all the champions that he's created and mm-hmm. everything. But it all started going mm-hmm. back to my dad.
0: With your dad and your mom, by the my way. My this mom. You picture your dream, you guys. And it just, like, I, just like, what would you be willing to sacrifice? Maybe, I mean, you're waiting for the next motivational interview, the next Instagram thing, sure. the next meme. His dad just worked. And then his mother, I mean, think about this. Those of you that have spouses, you're chasing your dream right now and your spouse is giving you a hard time. You imagine yeah. his mother, yeah. wait a minute, I just spent 15 or 20 years in the fields picking strawberries, you're there, can you please come home and help me with the kids? <laughs> you know, like she's, she's she could have done anything to steal your yeah. dad's dream, right? And your mother's still supportive and to think it turns into your brother. Just right. so you know, his brother Robert, arguably, the greatest trainer in the world right now, right? He's one of yep. two, you know, yep. I, most people would say your brother. So. He's got these sons that have done these unbelievable things. So I want people to see that face on it. And what would you tell somebody, I'm just curious, who doesn't know what to make of families who come here that have immigrated here? They just, you know, they're watching this and they don't, I grew up in Southern California. So I know how hardworking yeah. <laughs> immigrant families are. I know that they're not all. I know that these are not criminals coming across all the time, no. and all this other stuff you hear. Of course, there's some. There's some that live here also permanently, yeah. right? So what would you say? This to me, and by the way, the children haven't all turned out the same. But like about every immigrant family I know has this work ethic. Like, what would you tell people well, who look, aren't familiar, don't know, right?
1: They just don't know. Most most people won't know because they've never seen it firsthand. They've yeah. never seen the kind of work or yeah. the, the culture behind yeah. the, these families that make the sacrifice to leave their homes yeah. in other countries and, and in search of a better life. Mm-hmm. They haven't had the, the, the time spent with mm-hmm. those families or they just have no idea really what it yeah. is to, to do that. But when you really put it in perspective like that, picture us going from the states here yeah. To a foreign country Mm -hmm. with no knowledge of of, Mm -hmm. of the the cultures or the language Mm -hmm. or you know all these barriers in search of a better life you know i mean that's that's the only thing that you can really ask them to do but they still won't be able to you know grasp what it really takes but a family that makes the trip to come here to states a good family to work Mm -hmm. you know to to do better for their families Mm -hmm. to get a higher education for the kids you know if they understand that and they come here in, in search mm-hmm. of these things, you know they're in search of the American dream. That's yep. what the American dream is, yep. you know, a yep. better life yep. than what you had, yep. you know, before. Yep. And and some like I said, some families or people don't really understand what it is. Yep. But just think about it, how bad it had to be at your previous to home to leave your home where you were yep. born yep. and bring your entire family, mm-hmm. you know, to a whole new place. Mm-hmm in search of, of something better. Yep. Just because you've heard that it, there's opportunities. Yep. Because you've heard that there there's an opportunity, there's hope that you can do better here in the States yep. than where you were. Yep. And that's the only thing.
0: That's not all I want people to hear, because we're gonna talk boxing in a minute too. I wanted people to hear about how special your mom and dad were, because it's obvious how special you are. Um, and I'm we're not here to change an opinion about a political issue, that's not why I'm here. I'm here to just have you hear the story. And then maybe you'll just make your own conclusions. Maybe you'll begin to see things a little bit differently because you know, I know people like your father who didn't make a big dream come true, but I know their sons fought in our military. And so um, I'm just very passionate about people just understanding how good these families are that have come here, that have made these dreams happen. And your father's a hero. Your father to me is, is, he's beyond what the American dream's about. Your father and your mother, what they've created with your family, is uh, so inspiring to me, and it's it's one thing for someone to be able to say motivational words. It's sure, another thing sure. for just their story is inspiring, mm-hmm. and your dad's just your mom and dad are amazing. Yeah,
1: and, thank you, yeah. thank you. Well, like I said, I I like sharing yep. my dad's story because I think people can relate to the struggles. People can relate to yeah. to overcoming you know obstacles in life in yep. general. Um, my dad has found success through boxing through yep. through you know, but it it, it takes. The hard work the Mm. dedication the discipline Mm. that strive you know it it takes that to finally accomplish that on the other side
0: way more these are all the lessons of winning right like i'm curious so we talk about your struggles too we're gonna go into boxing a little bit too um when did you know you were good like when did you go oh i'm gonna be I, i i'm i'm gonna make a living at this or i might be a world champion
1: i was i was I was, just, like I said, I my first amateur experience, yep. you know, that, that uh, You knew you loved exhibition. it, but did you know
0: you were good then? I, I really,
1: I was. I didn't know I was good. Yeah. But I, I got hooked on the com- competition. Yep. I'm very competitive. Mm-hmm. I wanted to win. Mm-hmm. That fight was not a, a win or lose. It was an exhibition. Yeah. There was no winner. But I wanted to win. I just mm-hmm. wanted to show everybody I'm a better fighter. So I started to train. I, st- I had my first amateur, official amateur experience of fight in... February which means I was 14 now. Mm. So I trained about six months before my first fight Then I went on one year nine fights ten fights somewhere in one year as an amateur okay. different shows Different level of experience, but most all the kids that I fought that year had maybe no more than 12 fights mm. or less I entered my first tournament. It was a junior Olympic tournament It's a national tournament. I had nine fights going to a tournament ten fights going to a tournament I make it all the way to the national level, mm. the very final round. I had beat guys that were 40 fights in, 80 fights in. And I, again, I'm only going in the tournament with 10 fights. But making it that, yeah. you know, far in yeah. the tournament to the very, very final, I ended up losing on a three to two split decision uh, against uh, Michael Concepcion from New Jersey. Mm. I still remember kid's name. Yeah, I was gonna know. say, I don't know him. It was, it was, it was, it was a close fight. I mm. thought I won. That was my first loss.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, that was my first loss as an amateur. Uh, it was like my 16th fight. But I just realizing that I made it this far yeah. against kids with so much experience, kids who have been doing it for a few years now. Yeah. Kids normally start at 8, 10 years old. Yeah. I'm starting late at 14, and in mm-hmm. one year of boxing, I make it to the final Junior mm-hmm. Olympic tournament, mm-hmm. national level. Like, okay, I, I, there, there's something here. I, I can do something here.
0: Is your dad or your brother the type to tell you you're good, or do they, they reserve they'll, praise and recognition? They'll, they'll tell me. They are.
1: Well, at least at that time, they told me, like, okay. hey, look, yeah, you've done this much, you know. Yeah. You, at least maybe to try to cheer me up because I lost, yeah. like, hey, you did well, you did mm-hmm. this, you're here, you know. That's that's reassuring. Okay. But um, once they started seeing see me develop more and more and win other tournaments and compete in higher level tournaments, beat the number one, number two, number three, number five and six in the national team, mm-hmm. I beat them. And... It's like, if I'm already beating the number one fighter in the nation, I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm, I must be pretty good. Pretty good. I mean, I have won the tournament, but I beat the guy who yeah. was. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it just tells you, you know, there's something here. Yeah. Then we started turning pro again. I don't know where we were going to go. So just fight at a time, fight at a time, one by one, just to see where we develop. Mm. There was attention from promoters, managers before that. And so I, I figured Okay, we can do something, but we just don't know how far we can go. Mm -hmm. Um, Did you dream
0: it would go this far?
1: No, I I never thought I'd be here. I never thought I'd be doing it this far or competing at this level, being where I'm at. Mm -hmm. um, When I first fought for the first world title against Orlando Salido, I was at a featherweight title fight uh, 2013. I saw myself being champion at 126 for, for, for some time, then 130. And possibly a 135 pound. Yeah, I figured three divisions is probably enough. Yeah, but I probably would be campaigning at Fairway and Super mm-hmm. Fairway most. Mm-hmm. And I only fought that one time at Fairway because then the next fight I fought Lopez. Then I move up to 130, and mm. then 135, and now I'm 140. And now I'm thinking maybe 147. So I never imagined I'd be where I'm at. It's unreal, man. Like these. Couple
0: lessons there I just want to point out. Like one, almost everybody I've interviewed on this show, including myself, one of our traits is we're crazy competitive. Yeah. Like it's it almost overrides whether you even love what you're doing, you're like I have to just win. Yep. Like I may not even like all of the training, but I, I have to win. Wow, like, I, don't, I don't
1: like the training either. <laughs>
0: right? See, isn't that interesting? There's a couple of dudes, I think you'd agree, they kind of like training, they're freaks, right? Yeah, but like yeah. most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't like making phone calls in business or uh-huh. eating broiled chicken in the gym <laughs> or you know or doing the training. Like They don't like that stuff, right? So it's a fact, but they love to win. They love to compete, that overrides it. The hard work part obviously too, but also I never saw myself here. Yeah. But what happens is I think it's almost like the fights, like you kind of step up in class you're like, okay, I can handle this. I can see the you next know, class. Exactly. Is how it was that's, for you? That's how
1: it was, because yeah. we're, we're developing as a fighter. The first couple of fights, they're really putting in guys just to get, build your record, yeah. build your confidence, let you develop, you know, going from four rounds to six rounds mm-hmm. to eight rounds. Um, then they step up competition of opponents mm-hmm. to test you a little bit, test mm-hmm. you, Maybe you test your will, maybe you test your power. Mm-hmm. They put someone that can hold, you know, who, who, who's holding their own against top guys or, yeah. or who has gone the distance for world title fights. But I, that those are tests that, that challenge me motivate me to do better and do mm. great. And once I complete that, all right, what's next? I want something better. better. I want something bigger. Yeah. I want a bigger challenge. Yeah. And once we landed the world title fights, now I just wanted bigger tests, bigger fighters, yeah. you know, every single time. That's why I've been moving up in weight class. That's why I'm challenging myself yep. against bigger men every single time, against better opponents every single time. Yeah, we're That's just ta- the
0: way it is. We're gonna talk about some of those opponents. We're gonna get some of the boxing <laughs> stuff in a second. Like, but I do really believe it reveals itself to you as you go. You gotta get to the next step, yes. and the next step, and the next step. Um, come one interesting thing about you that surprised me is that, I think, if, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I would consider your style not flashy. And, and i correct. mean that with respect oh, that, to me correct. you're just this fundamentally very sound fighter would you agree with that because the reason mm-hmm. i say that is there's different ways to win there are people that are just mega i don't know There are angles or footwork in boxing for example or um someone's just got like incredible motivational skills in business there's those but most people win because whatever they do, they're fundamentally great at it, right? Like their fundamentals yeah. are strong. Is that
1: true of your style or I, what would you I say? agree with that okay. and I can add a little bit. Okay. See, I'm not flashy in the sense that I don't have anything really that stands out mm-hmm. as far as like, you mentioned footwork yeah. or the speed. Mm-hmm. None, none of that really stands out from everybody mm-hmm. else. I don't have the flashiest, fastest hands. Mm-hmm. Crazy combinations, I don't have that. I don't have the craziest angles and footwork. I don't have the craziest power where Mike Tyson one punch knockout every first round, every yeah. single time. I don't have that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's the subtle things that make me a better fighter. Mm-hmm. You know, power is there, speed is there, you know, footwork is there when it has to be. Yeah. Um, the timing is there. I, I have the ability to read my opponent, read, you know, body language, mm-hmm. read their eyes listen to their breathing even, you know, the yeah. breathing tells me, you know, just just a lot of things that wow. someone else doesn't do, wow. I have that. And that puts a package together that allows me to just be just a little bit better than my opponent every single time. Oh, my God, I love that. Oh, uh, I love that. that, I love that, I love the, that. The, the training that I go, everybody has training camps. Everybody does eight weeks, 10 weeks, 12 mm. weeks, whatever. But they don't all do the same things that I do. Um, Such as? Visualization is a big part of my training. I visualize my fights. I don't even see a lot of film on my opponents. Hmm. Like my last fight, I fought Robert Easter. I seen him fight against Fortuna when the fight Mm -hmm. actually happened earlier in the year. But then I never saw another- another You watched no film on him? No film on him. Wow. What I do instead is I think about the fight in my head. I visualize every minute of every round for 12 rounds, different scenarios every time I always win Yeah, in your visualization, visualization. Yeah. I'm always winning I visualize him hurting me I visualize me going to the ground I visualize mm. you know getting injured I visualize a lot of different scenarios that could play out in a fight but I always find a way to win Wow. so I do that throughout camp throughout you know the day at nights you know leading up to five even more the week of the fight that's all I'm replaying in my head The day I step inside that ring, nothing to worry about, nothing to surprise me, nothing to scare me, because I've already won the fight many, many times in my head. So nothing is new, everything is easy for me. So it's just another day in the office for me. So I do that, that's something very big that Mm. other fighters don't do. Mm. And they may do the the run, they may do the the road work, they may do the bag, they may do the sparring, but they don't put that in. And even the sparring or other physical work that you do, They may not give it their all. They Mm. do it, but I've seen the videos of other guys training and it's like, they're just playing. Like they're just barely tapping the heavy back. Mm. That's not gonna get you in shape. Mm. Or they're sparring lower level opponents. Mm. That's not gonna get your reflexes sharp. That's Mm. not gonna get you to really pick it up.
0: Mm.
1: Cause you're you're basically just playing with kids. That's Mm. not gonna help. Mm. We push ourselves. We train hard, we run Mm. hard. I don't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. I don't love that part of the sport but I know it's what's gonna get me to win. You, I love uh,
0: winning. I um, I do the show for the last five minutes. That's why I do this, it's selfish. Like what you just said, yeah. my, one of my favorite things I've ever heard on the show.
1: Yeah. yeah,
0: that's that's the mindset and the internal workings of a champion. Like, right. I'm just, dude, that's like, that's <laughs> the separate, because your brain moves towards what it's most familiar with. Yes. So if you've run these scenarios through in your head, all of them a whole bunch of times that always lead in you winning, yep. your brain moves towards that when you're under pressure, exactly. when you're fatigued, when you're tired, when you're stressed, this there's familiarity it's it's almost like I say this all the time you play a video game with my son He's gonna he's gonna beat me every time because he's telling me how to do it yeah. He has tons of experience he's doing he just he just right. Natural. natural and that's yeah. what you're doing when you're in the ring You're executing. Yeah. I love it. Do, do you you said that it's just kind of game day like when you get into the ring Easy. Do you get when or if ever are you scared or nervous for a fight in your mind?
1: I, I Honestly, yeah. I've never been scared or, or, or nervous. Mm. The moment that I get the butterflies, yeah. and it's not even being afraid of the fight, it's not nervousness mm-hmm. from the fight or my opponent, but the moment that I get those butterflies is actually the ring walk.
0: The walk to the ring? Walk
1: to the ring. When I'm walking out of my dressing room and I'm waiting for the music to go on, and finally you hear the music, you get all the fans who get, stand up and cheer, and I'm making that walk. Mm. That's when I feel a little emotional, a little butterflies, mm. but it's 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 a special feeling it it's something that I appreciate all those fans took that time mm. from their schedules, from their lives, maybe they went shopping for that occasion, maybe they went to dinner early on mm. with their you' thinking about that. I, I do yeah. mm. maybe they had their kids you know with the babysitter because they made time to come see me
0: mm.
1: that's so special to me it's 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 Unbelievable that I have people that see me like that. Yeah. I'm that big enough or big in their life that they had to make time mm. to come see me. Mm. And you're walking out and you, you see the whole arena filled up, mm. and it's like all this is for me. Wow, that's just it, it brings you know tears to my eyes sometimes. Like I get literally on the way to the ring, you have tears. Ring, I'll, I'll get you know like little tears almost like yeah. You know it, it's it's something. Unbelievable, honestly, I can't I can't explain. It's really. almost a spiritual it's, it's, inspiring it's surreal. thing. surreal. Yeah. 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 Who am I really? Yeah. I don't see myself like anything. Yeah. I'm just doing my job. Mm-hmm. I'm just here getting in the ring like I've done, you know, 38 other times. Mm. I'm just doing my job. But mm. for these people that support me, I'm something greater than that. Yeah. Maybe I'm inspiring them. Maybe yeah. I'm motivating them. Maybe yeah. you know something about me tells them, you gotta be there live and see him. Mm-hmm. And that's when I get those butterflies. I yeah. get emotional, I I sometimes, like I said, my eyes get a little teary just mm. seeing all that. I think it's Thinking interesting,
0: brother, because first it says what kind of a good person you are, but also like, it's a gratitude emotion. So that's another formula for even business people that I mean, they, they have the ability to just feel gratitude in ways that other people don't. So it's interesting to me that you can get it in that moment. Like yeah. you're about to go whoop someone's ass <laughs> in combat. And even in that moment, you kind of step into gratitude. You're just yes. grateful for that that walk to the ring. That's Another unreal lesson for people is to experience gratitude.
1: Most fighters, before the fight, they're getting in their zone. Maybe they're playing a certain music, Mm -hmm. you know, with headphones or pacing back and forth. Mm -hmm. You know, they're about to go into battle. Mm -hmm. So they have to do something like that or maybe they're praying. Maybe they're being very spiritual. I'm not. Before my fight, I'm like this, just hanging out, just chilling right there. You know, laughing, cracking jokes with my team. Mm -hmm. Until it's time to warm up, then I start stretching, warming up a little bit, and let's go. But that ring walk is when I feel it, because I see all those people. Hmm. You know, That's, that's what you know, triggers that. But then when I step foot inside the ring, it's all gone, down to business. I know what i got to do. I've done it, nothing new. Let's get this done. So you're
0: getting instructions face to face. You're, there's, there's no fear. Nothing. There's no, you're Nothing. just gonna execute. Just You've already execute. done this a thousand times in your head. Exactly. You also seem to me to be a guy who relies, you said that earlier, we train harder than other guys. We're not just tapping the bag. Sure. We're not playing with these, you know, 19 year old sparring partners who haven't beaten anybody before. Is part of your preparation, give you confidence when you get in the ring? Others do you, do you draw on like, and is, if you kind of develop like your recipe, like you and your brother kind of know, this is our recipe or?
1: Look, we um, we go to camp for 10 weeks mm-hmm. for each fight. We uh, increase the, the workload as the weeks go by. We mm-hmm. have to peak at a certain week. And my brother and my dad uh, do this. They They, they mm-hmm. write up a calendar. They jot down exactly how many rounds we want to do on this day, on that day and next week and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Once we complete the entire schedule, and it's fight week, I know I did everything that was supposed to be done. Mm. That brings me confidence that I'm in the best shape possible.
0: Okay.
1: Nothing's gonna stop me. Mm. My sparring partners are bigger, stronger guys than my opponent, really? and they're telling me I'm hurting them. They, they're letting me know that you know, I'm, I'm stronger than ever, I'm faster than ever. That also reassures my, yep. my abilities. But me, myself, you know, seeing my work, how I'm performing, Ha- leaves me no doubt that I'm a win.
0: Dude, I love that. I, I think a lot of times in business too, some of you guys that train and lead people, like you need to make your training almost more difficult than the actual interaction would be with the client. That way when they see the client, it's easy, it's right? Easy. It has to be harder, more objections, more difficulties with the people that you're training. Was, Don't make your training so damn easy that your people fail in front of the client, I right? I was just
1: telling uh, my boy Robert on the way here mm. that you know because I do all this visualization, because we work so hard, mm. you know when I step foot inside the ring, it's easy. It's, it's it's easy because I've done it. It's yep. not new. Mm-hmm. People are only afraid of the unknown. People are afraid of what they don't know. Mm-hmm. People, you know, are afraid when they get out of their comfort zone. Mm-hmm. You know, public speaking. Mm-hmm. Oh, no, oh, no, no, no. Because they've never done it. They're yeah. not used to. They don't prepare for it. Yeah. They didn't take the right notes. And, yeah. you know, they, they get nervous. Yeah. But for me, knowing that I did all the training, all mm-hmm. the work, mm-hmm. you know, and I've done this so many times and I've, Visualize it so many times in my head, and I know i am going What's there to be afraid of? Oh. Nothing. I just go and I gotta get it, get it, get it done.
0: Dude, come on, man, it's too good. All want right, gonna well, talk a little business stuff with you. too. I'm blown away. Uh, I'm to talk some business stuff with you real quick. What people don't know, unless they're real boxing fans, is you've had, you've also kind of manned up in the business side of boxing yes. too. In other words you took your career into your own hands at a pretty good sacrifice. Yes. And so you, you had a promoter, we don't need to name them, but you had a promoter that you didn't feel like you had a fair agreement with, or they wanted you to re-sign for the same unfair agreement. Yes. Is that fair to say?
1: Listen, we yeah. had a, a promoter who I worked with ever since I turned pro mm-hmm. back in 2006. I was with them for nine years of my career. I was championed two times under their banner. Contract came up. They believed that the contract had an extension that they could apply. Mm-hmm. I disputed that mm-hmm. extension. Um, the details, I can go into details if you'd like, if you got time, but short story. Well, it took a long time. Two and a half years. So you were not
0: in the ring. I was not in the ring for two and a half years. Well, I'm the principal of making a fair agreement for yourself. Basically the way I view it, and I'll jump in, you became an entrepreneur. It, almost like an I bet employee before you bet on yourself. Yeah, I was
1: betting on myself. Yeah. I believed in myself. I believed in the principles. I I, I you know. I knew that what the promotional company wanted to do was wrong. Mm. Um, they were offering me a fight in exchange for an extension to the contract, which I didn't agree on. I actually offered to renegotiate. Mm. They said, no, there mm. already is an extension on the contract. Mm. So then I, my question was, If there already is an extension, why are you asking me to sign another extension? It just makes no sense. Um, The the title that I had had to be vacant. They stripped me from my title Mm. due to the inactivity. So the company, because they were not fighting me, they they didn't didn't give me a fight, I ended up losing my title Mm. for inactivity, and I lost two and a half years of my career. When we finally came out of that whole mess, I was in a much better place. Now I'm in complete control. I started aligning myself with some people in the sport that were being supported, that were mm-hmm. helping, mm-hmm. network, mm-hmm. Uh, advisors, promoters, mm-hmm. they wanted to work with me. Mm-hmm. So we started you know, creating this alliance, helping me get my fights, mm-hmm. fight by fight, working together, but no commitment with contracts. Yep. On one fight deal, fight by fight, yep. uh, no long term contract, unless it made something life changing for me. Right. But still, right, hasn't so hasn't happened.
0: You're one of the very few boxers ever to do what you done. Yeah. Basically, became an entrepreneur. Basically, bet on himself. He probably wouldn't say it. I think cost you about seven figures to probably do it. It did, right? It did. I mean, it was a, a tremendous sacrifice to stand on that principle. It cost
1: me more than that if you consider the money that I basically didn't earn. Didn't
0: make boxing. Didn't make boxing. Several million
1: dollars. There. So it was several million dollars that that I, I pretty much lost. Um, moments that were scary were moments where I still had mortgage, I still had some bills, mm-hmm. and some of my tenants were late and I mm-hmm. got to make those mortgage payments. Yep. And in all honesty, there was moments where I was broke. Yeah. Uh, as far as cash, liquid yep. cash, I didn't have it. Yep. I had to wait for another installment from from this you know mm-hmm. business or from this sponsorship or, mm-hmm. or from my rentals or whatever. Moments where I didn't have more than 300 bucks in my in my, That's in my account. That's amazing
0: to me. Wow. Honestly, okay.
1: no, no, no bullshit, no wow. lies. Wow. Moments where I didn't have no more than 300 dollars in my account. My gosh. And what I do? I go buy groceries instead of making that bill. Wow. Instead of paying that that mortgage or paying that whatever it so was. So a world
0: champion is in yeah. that situation on the principle of it. Wow. Um, wow. wow.
1: And you know, things they
0: were betting on that, weren't they? They were betting you'd cave in. The the yeah. the
1: technique or strategy that I think. They had was exactly that that yeah. i would cave in that i yeah. would fold Jeez. and come back and take whatever they offered yeah
0: give some people money advice like i know you know with all my athletes I always ask them you know how are you doing financially and sure. i and you don't have to get into your personal finance, but you're doing very well now yes. and you're big on not being in debt and saving yes, money yes. do you mind telling them like how I'm, I'm fi- how how much save like how much being rich compared to looking rich yeah, yeah. is important to you? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like a lot of guys want to look rich. Yes. You want to be rich, right? We, so anytime, if you don't listen, mind, like what I'll you've done share, for your yeah, kids, look, college stuff, all that.
1: Um, I've seen a lot of fighters pretend like they're rich. A lot of people. You know, Yeah. a lot of people, but yep. I, I mean, I- It's I, more in boxing. I, I see it in boxing yep. more. Yeah. You know, they make $100,000 to go buy a $80,000 Mercedes. Yeah,
0: right.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> makes no sense to me. Right but nobody really, not many people think like me. Mm. Not many people have the experience that I have. Mm. I have seen a lot of fighters, I've seen a lot of cases. My dad has given me a lot of advice, even though Mm. he didn't have the education, but he always, you know, would advise me and tell me to make sure I do well with my money, I save my money, put it away in in things that that can help me in the future for my retirement, think about the future, think about the kids, that kind of stuff. So when I started making some money, uh, $200,000 fights, $300,000 purses, First thing I started doing is started buying some houses, some real estate, rental income, um, some flips, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. That made, that let me get through the two and a half year, you know, layoff. I was able to make some money on the side like that. Now I'm fortunate to make better money than ever. I'm doing very well, making more money than I ever imagined I was making at this, you know, age. Mm -hmm. Paid off everything that I have. Awesome. I have several rental uh, properties, income. Some I have, they were paid for. Some mm-hmm. had mortgages mm-hmm. and just being paid by the rent. Yep. Not, I'm not making money off them, yep. but my my money's safe. Yep. I'm not getting rich off of $1,000 a month right. income, but my money's safe there. Yep. You know, you have $400,000 in that property. You have another $400,000 there. Mm. So after making good money now, I paid everything off. This last fight, I paid everything off. Awesome. Paid all the cars off, awesome. paid all the credit card I honestly don't even use credit cards yeah. but little $10,000 credit card whatever yeah. you know paid that off yeah. paid my houses yeah. I, but even before that I secured my kids college uh, awesome. accounts I have a college accounts for them um, so that secured my retirement I have another account set up for retirement I, just, I love this I'm completely free and yeah, clear yeah. and basically, you know, financial. You it's know, greatest
0: feeling, isn't it? A great, it's great. feeling. <laughs> I was so
1: happy after this yeah, last fight because yeah. I knew exactly what I was going to yeah, do. Yeah, you knew
0: what you were going to do. So you after the last
1: fight, we had my first guaranteed check right away. That yeah. comes from the network. We have a check, yeah. solid. Yeah. Two weeks later, I get the other check. Yeah. yeah. So. Another week, another yeah. check. Yeah. And these are all large checks. Yes. You know, Seven-figure yes. yes. checks. Yes. Like, fuck yeah. <laughs> so I, awesome. I, put, yeah. I put one aside for taxes. Yeah, better do put that. One aside yep, for tax. That's I another knew, lesson. I knew yep. that's not mine. That's yep. taxes. Yeah. But I still have the other two. Yeah. yeah. Pay everything off, take care, and I still have all this, you know, deposit. It's the
0: best feeling in the Dude, world. Uh, the people best. get advice going different ways. I'm just telling you, just so you all know, this is how rich people think. It's how I think, it's how rich people think. Rich people do not love tons of debt. I don't care. No, you want no. some debt on some of your real estate? That's okay. If yeah. it's going to appreciate. But you pay off your cars, you pay off your stuff, you fund the college yep, stuff, and you, yep. you you get excited about saving money. Like your face lit yeah. up about saving the yeah, money, yeah. not spending money. the money. Other dudes sit in that seat, their face gets excited about spending, spending the what's money.
1: What's what the next purchase? Right, what am I gonna buy? What am I gonna buy? And right. It's okay to treat yourself. Of course. But you know, at your means, yep. you know, know, know where where you stand, yeah. What you can afford. I mean, just because you made, like I said, a hundred thousand dollars in one one ex- yep. exchange or transaction, doesn't mean you should buy a eighty thousand dollar, hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. Thank saves. you. Thank you. It it's right. not doesn't work like that. Yep. You know,
0: um, but most people do most that. Most people bro. do that.
1: Yeah. You know, and and when it comes to boxing, people hear, oh, he made a million dollars in the fight, and they think it's a lot of money. It's not. Let right. me tell you how this works. Okay. A million dollars for a fight. That's what's contracted. That's what's the guarantee. You have to pay your manager and your trainer and your expenses, your training camp, all that. What is that roughly? Let me tell you. Okay. On average, a manager charges about 30%. Mm-hmm. A trainer charges about 10%. So right away, that's 40%. Your camp could be anywhere from you know 30, 50, 000 dollars for training camp. Okay. Your conditioning coach, your cook, all that. Add another 10%. So half of your paycheck goes goes okay. to expenses right away. Okay. So from the million, you're down to half a million. That half a million, you gotta pay your taxes. Easy numbers, say thirty mm-hmm. percent. Easy numbers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that's another $150,000 that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. And that's with good CPA and good write-offs. Yep. Yeah. So now you're down to $350. Yep. 350 from a million. Wow. You buy yourself a house that's $300,000. Yep. That's it. Yep. Now what do you have? Yep. You got nothing. Yes. But most people don't see that, mm-hmm. and they go ahead and spend all the money right away. Mm-hmm. Maybe they don't have the people around them telling them what to do. They don't. Yeah. They've never had the education or, or, or the ability to just handle that kind of money. Mm. First time getting that kind of money, they go crazy. Yes. So, I was fortunate enough to listen to my dad. Thank God. Just hear him out. Yeah. Didn't do those purchases. I'd never bought anything that I, didn't know for a fact I could afford it. Yeah. I I was champion, and I saved my money from two fights, to finally buy a, a newer home. Yeah. Before I was champion, I bought. A, I saved money from two fights on HBO appearances. I was making a hundred thousand dollars in each fight. Mm-hmm. I saved my money. I bought one house. Then after the next fight, I bought a Challenger, a car. That okay. was like my thing, my baby. Okay. Okay. I still have. Awesome. Um, but it's not buying, you know, extravagant, extravagant stuff. Stuff. Yeah. You know, hundred thousand dollar Mercedes. Not yeah. yet.
0: Yeah.
1: I bought another house after that. I bought another house. You know, I'm buying stuff that I know is going to help in the future. Yes. It really helped during the years that I was off. Thank God. Those yep. house, those rentals helped. Yep. Those yep. flips helped.
0: Yeah. Um, I love how you think. You know,
1: it was it was a different, different process to make it through those two and a half years yep. when you're not making, you know, half a million dollars a fight, you're not making three hundred thousand dollars a fight. Yep. What do you do? You're living, you know, on a budget you got and, and it. gotta and you were spending, money. You're spending, you still have to spend money, but you have to do it a certain way. Yep. Um, and by the way, that
0: happens to everybody though. Even in every business, there's seasons where entrepreneurs are doing really well and then they're not. And it's amazing to me when guys don't think they're gonna go through a two-year drought. Yeah, or yeah. T- and you're gonna go through a two-year drought you gotta, if you're a boxer, if you're a, a businessman, you've got, or business person rather, you, you gotta, gotta save money. Yourself.
1: You gotta prepare yourself for that.
0: Let's talk about you making more money. So sure. let's let's finish with the future. Because by the way, like, There's so many lessons in this. Like I'm, I'm I'm weirdly weird, but as you're talking, like there's so many clips here. You know, like there's (laughs) so much stuff I want to send people because there's stuff for young athletes, business people, entrepreneurs, mindset, family, immigration. It's like, dude, we covered a lot of stuff here. Money, right? Um, Preparation. There's so much to this. Visualization was huge. But I, I, you got to fight. You, you've at least committed to obviously fight this guy, Comney, right? Or you think that's Uh, gonna happen?
1: Richard Comney. He's my mandatory. Yep. He's my number one contender for the recently earned IBF belt that I won. Yep. I um, I asked this promoter. We talked to his promoter. We have an agreement.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's no fight date yet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm still in search of an Errol Spence fight. Yeah, that's what people want to see. That's what I want. Yep. I really want to challenge. Again, we'll go back to challenging. You know, yep. I want something that's yep. going to challenge me more. Yep. So I'm willing to move up to welterweight, a fifth division, a, fight, uh, a division where I've never even you know, yep. set foot at yep. against probably the most dangerous mm-hmm. man in that division. Mm-hmm. highest KO ratio in the division. Um, naturally, the biggest man I've ever stepped mm-hmm. you know, inside the ring with. Mm-hmm. But I wanna challenge myself that much. That's mm-hmm. the fight that really excites me. That's the fight that motivates me. That's the fight that I want. However, at Lightweight, the IBF is mandating that I fight my mandatory. So me so and the promoter- to keep your belt, you'd have to fight him? I would yeah. have to fight him. Yeah, in order for belt. me to keep the belt, I would have to fight him. So I asked his promoter, Lou Debella, for me and him to make an agreement where if you just hold off just a little bit, Mm -hmm. let me see what is gonna happen with Aero Spence. If we don't have that fight, then we go on to Kami Mm -hmm. and we get that fight done, Mm -hmm. ASAP. We already have potential dates for that. If it happens, we already have the networks behind us. It's done. It's just, uh, we have to say yes. But give me a couple of days, a week or two, to see what's gonna happen with Aero Spence. If he decides to go Sean Porter and fight Sean Porter and Unify, then I'll go to Richard Comey right away. Mm-hmm. But if I do land the Errol Spence fight, then that's the fight that I, I'm be most happy for. I, yeah. I just want that. I, you can
0: see it on your face. I, can, yeah. I,
1: I just want that. Yeah. I think that's going to be the fight that... I, puts me on top of the sport, yep. undoubtedly, no matter what anybody else says, yep. they're all gonna agree, I'm the baddest motherfucker in this spot yep. right now.
0: Yeah, I'd love to see that fight too. Can I ask you about two other guys? Sure. Just for what it's worth. I just wanna know what you think about them and what those fights would be like. So, by the way, thank you for beating Broner. Just really wanted to see that happen. <laughs> Everybody was, keep you, congratulating me for that. <laughs> I, you know why too, right? It's just like, <laughs> thank you for doing that. I can't even make weight and you just thump him, which is good. So, thank you for doing that. Sure. But, um, so, obviously the Spence fight would be huge, yes. um, but any fight you have is huge because of who you are. You make the fights now. So, if you end up fighting comedy, that's a big sure, fight, right? Sure. I mean, everyone wants to see you fight. Still. That's a big thing. We got cheated out of a, a couple years of watching it, but there's two other dudes, like, I, I know I don't want to get too far ahead, but I'll use this footage for when you fight them <laughs> because you're going to be undefeated anyways, right? So, talk to me about Crawford for a second, okay? Yeah, he so just fought. He just, he just literally just fought, fought this weekend, right? Saturday. And yeah. so Buck's a bad boy, right? I mean, that's a yeah. great fighter. Would that be a dude? Because that's a, that's that's a bigger man, also, right? Yes. So, so could you could that happen someday if, if you got I, through I, Spence theoretically? Would I that be it, where you go? I think
1: a fight with him would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, I've actually considered him pound for pound mm-hmm. number one.
0: Yeah, people Before argue. I'm, is it you? Is it was it Andre Ward? Is it Floyd? It's not Floyd anymore, obviously. So you
1: got you got the right. the, the guys there. The top there, five the top guys, five. and you're in it, right? You know, it was, some lists are subjective to, right. you know, whatever, but...
0: But it's him, it's the other guy I'm going to ask you about, It's right? Sure. So,
1: right. I, I've actually said it you. was him. Okay. This, he just fought Saturday night. He didn't have, I think, the best performance, mm-hmm. but he still did more mm-hmm. and, and, and better, and, and he won. He had a little bit of trouble with the height and reach of, of Benavides. Mm-hmm. It's the first time that Crawford fights someone like Benavides. Um, prior fighters were not at the level Mm -hmm. they're contenders but not championship you know Mm -hmm. level they don't have the same skills or or, or attributes They don't have the height and reach so that gave him a a little bit of trouble but he was still doing better and winning and at the end he caught him with a great uppercut hurt him stopped him Um, if that fight were to ever happen I think it'd be a huge fight between me and him (sighs) Uh, we fought once as an amateur. He outpointed me, he outboxed me. Yeah. Um, I know he's with top rank still and, mm. and and ESPN and I don't know if he's able to break away from them to get a fight with us or if maybe we can work together and you yeah. know work something out. Um, but I think that would be a huge fight. That's
0: a fight you do. Though.
1: That's a fight I would definitely do.
0: So there's Spence. Yeah. There's Crawford, right? These are just, these get me excited. Everybody, if you're a boxing fan, like, you look at the top five list. It's, it's it's Mikey, it's Crawford, you know, maybe Alvarez is on there now. I don't know. Triple G was. There's some other dudes yeah. in the mix. And then there's one other dude, which would be a totally different fight than Crawford. Sure. But could you ever see yourself stepping in there with Shaco?
1: Same thing. Yeah. Um, again, top rank ESPN yeah. issue there. That's what. That's what sucks in sucks. boxing, man. See, right now... Yeah. I've been working People want to see these fights. I've been working with Showtime. I've been yep. working with PBC, yep. Richard Schaefer, Ludabella. Now, I don't have anything signed. Mm-hmm. I could go to an ESPN, but I don't want to go as an opponent. Going yeah. going to top rank short as the opponent. We deserve right. a fair, you know, fighting right. field. Right. I deserve my respect just like they do. Yep. So we should meet somewhere in the middle. Correct. Now, I know the way that promoter runs business and he doesn't do that. Mm. He does everything mm. in-house. So that's those are tough things mm-hmm. to, to, to go by and, and, and get over and, and do, but a fight with Lomachenko would be terrific for the fans. Mm. I actually think that'd be an easier fight for me.
0: You do. A so tougher, fight, tougher, would fight? tougher
1: fight. Yeah. A fight would be a tougher fight. A fight would be a more- Just because, mo, because stylistically- Styles, yeah. exactly. Highest
0: yeah. reach, yeah.
1: southpaw running around is, is, yeah. is more difficult than, than yeah. a smaller southpaw that comes and fight. Yeah. I think I think it'd be a terrific fight, though. Mm-hmm. He has a lot of angles that he's gonna try to, you know, mm-hmm. enforce and and, and and use. I have the timing. I got power. I got skills. Mm-hmm. You know, people underestimate my my skills. They see, oh, he's one-dimensional. All he does is a jab, jab, right hand, nothing.
0: Ask that to right. my right. opponents. Right.
1: Ask them if, if they thought it was gonna be as difficult as it was. Yeah. Ask them if I hit as hard as they believed. Ask them mm-hmm. if I was as fast as as they thought. Yeah. Ask my opponent. Don't ask me. Don't ask the fat Ask the opponent. You know how you
0: seem to me? You seem to me like whatever the fight would need, you would need. Like if you needed additional footwork against a Lomancheko, uh, you'd have it, right? I, have, I just feel like that.
1: Nobody has seen the best out of me. Mm-hmm. That's why I want to see you fight these no guys. No one has seen yeah. the best because I haven't had the need to use it. Yeah. The people that have seen a little bit more are the people that are in the gym with me, training, mm-hmm. when I'm sparring. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I'll invite you if you want to come see me Love train to. sometime Love when to. I'm in camp training, sparring. Love it, being honored. Uh, a few of the, of, the, of the people who have seen me have seen little spurs and moments of me actually picking, picking it up, you know, mm. turning on that switch mm. for those few seconds in sparring against mm. other opponents. Mm. But the general public have never seen those moments because yeah. I haven't had the need to. Yeah. My opponent brings it, I bring it yeah. up a notch. My opponent brings another something else, I bring it. Yeah,
0: that's I'd one love notch. to see that with Spence, because I think that fight can be made. That's one of the ones. That's the one and that that can, that, be and made. That can
1: actually be made. Yeah, exactly. He's independently working with Al yep. Heyman, he's yep. with PBC, he's working with Showtime. Yep. So I want that fight. We actually talked about it, and he was He's down, hand. too. He's down. But after the Danny Garcia-Sean Porter fight, he's saying he wants to maybe do that. Mm. I hope the money maybe is yeah, greater with, with me and draw him back and
0: it's such a great that. time in the sport, man. Because a money.
1: there's a lot of yeah, there's a,
0: a lot, lot of money <laughs> in the sport, and it's there's so many skilled guys that are different. Like just the names we've said, like Spence is this one type of fighter. You're, you're this fundamentally strong dude who does everything well, right? Yeah. Then you got this little crazy dude with the footwork Lolo and the angles, Lomachenko, and then you got this. This Crawford dude is just, he's a freak. I mean, he just makes people look silly. They lose their will to win when they fight this guy. He takes their will.
1: He's very good at using what he has, height, reach. Mm. He can fight left-handed, right-handed. He can fight on the inside, he can fight on the outside. For me, that's why I have him as pound for pound yeah. number
0: one. Hopefully, there'll be more and more pressure on like Top Rank and some yeah. of these other collaborations to make I these fights so. because that is the one thing you have to say. Because I think boxing is the most beautiful sport. It's the one thing you can say for the UFC, man, they make the fights they people do. want they to do. see, and there's and your name is associated with the three or four fights everybody wants well, to see. In
1: the UFC, he's he's basically one of one, course one, one he's promoter. One promoter. So he, he does exactly. whatever he wants. Yeah. In boxing, there's so much more people involved right. that it's hard to get. All those fights done. yep we've been able to get a lot of fights through the Showtime and mm-hmm. the PBC and mm-hmm. Heyman and those, those that group of people because we have a big roster of fighters yeah. where we can still get those fights done it's really only Aram that does things on his own, mm-hmm. on the side, and really is not working with PBC. Mm-hmm. But there could be some huge fights yeah. with Lomachenko, myself, with yep. Crawford, yep. Crawford, with any of the yeah. you know, Spence or yes. Thurman fight. There, there could be you know, yeah. so many great fights. Yeah. We, hopefully we can get some. I hope done. so too,
0: man. All right, so let's finish up with this. So you, uh, we're talking about all these fights. Yeah. You're starting, you're kind of this financially independent spot now. You yeah. control your own future. What do you want? Like is one of your goals to surpass the fifty and O mark, or do you not think about those things? You just go one fight at a time. Like if I said, Hey, your career ends in whatever, six years, ten years, three years, whatever it is, what do you want to be the finish of that career? What would be your dream career?
1: No, I've never actually chased anything. I've never chased a a a record. Mm -hmm. I'm not chasing a number of titles. It's not like I want to get 10 titles or mm. six divisions or five divisions. I've never been chasing that. Mm. I just know that at the end of my career, I'll be regarded and remembered as one of the best fighters of this generation mm. and one of the all-time greats mm. for my accomplishments, for the fights that I'm doing. Um, I got chills, I, know, I know I will. Mm. There's more to prove. There's more to, to, uh, to do in the sport. There's more to accomplish one fight at a time. And That's how you when look I'm, at I'm it. done, you're, you're just going to see it. Anybody else would think my career is already, you know, set. You know, mm-hmm. four divisions, five-time world champion. I mean, anybody else would have been, you know, extremely happy and satisfied with that. I'm not. I, I just want more.
0: I love it. And you're young still, bro. Yeah. What are you, 30? I'm 30. Come on. I mean, you're young. I'm a prime. Dude, it's unbelievable. He's in his prime. one of the things I think everybody watching this is thinking too is like, what a good man. You're confident, but you're humble. And Thanks. people want to root for you, you know what I mean. And I also think knowing my audience now, they're going to want to follow you too and engage with you. How do they tell them how they well, find you? Where is the Instagram? Social the best? media, um,
1: Instagram at Team Mikey Garcia. Okay. Uh, Mikey Garcia on Twitter. Um, I run my accounts. I'm the one that, that handles it. You are. Um, so I'm on it, you Kay. know, and. Uh, Primarily, it's, it's on the Instagram. And the, okay. and the Instagram.
0: I want you to follow him because you got it out of the day. This is, a, this is a world-class businessman, his mindset. He doesn't just think like just an athlete. This guy thinks like a businessman as an athlete. He's a peak performer with all the visualization stuff. That was so yeah. good. But I also, I think as you follow him, you're following one of the great American stories. From I think every time people see you fight now in my audience, yeah. they're going to think of your mom and your dad. They're gonna think of your brother. They're gonna think of you walking into the gym and crying when you're a little kid, you I know? Didn't, I,
1: didn't, I didn't like it. You know,
0: and standing up to the promoters, and it's just, uh, you're a real interesting man. I really like you. Thank you. You know, brother. I'm really glad we did this today. We're friends now. Thanks, I thanks. am gonna come see I'll you I'll train. I'll invite
1: you to the gym once I start my training camp. I'm in. Come to my ranch, hang out over there. And I would love that. To gym, and like I gotta get
0: stuff. you up to Idaho with the kids, we'll too. too. I would love that. Thanks so of much, course. brother. Pleasure. All right, everybody. Thank you. This is Mikey Garcia. I know you enjoyed this today. This is what a champion's all about, everybody. I tell you, we bring people who are maxing out their life. By definition, that's what you just heard here today. Want to remind you, every day on Instagram, I do the two-minute drill. When I make a post in my main feed, if you just make a comment in the main feed within the first two minutes with a hashtag Max Out on it, we pick a daily winner. They get my book, they get a coaching call with me, they get gear in the Max Out store. I persuade some of my guests to do a fifteen-minute call with them, which. Mike will do we'll do one call 15 minutes with a winner and so make sure you're making those comments on there every day if you miss the first two minutes just if you comment every day we pick a winner who comments every day anytime so make sure you're doing the max out two-minute drill I hope you enjoy today's program please subscribe if you're watching this or listening to it subscribe spread the word God bless you and max out